This is a GRDC podcast. Fungicide resistance is becoming an increasingly significant and costly reality for Australian cereal grain growers. Effective industry and research collaboration to address this issue and protect fungicide integrity is paramount. And in today's podcast, I'm joined by a fungicide resistance expert doing just that. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. Dr. Fran Lopez-Ruez is the fungicide resistance group leader at the Perth-based Centre for Crop and Disease Management. The National Research Centre, co-supported by Curtin University and the GRDC, uses cereal crop samples from across the country to assist with a range of disease research. I caught up with Fran at the annual Hyper-Yielding Cereal Project Field Day at Hagley in northern Tasmania. Fran describes Tasmania as ground zero for fungicide resistance. Growers tend to apply more fungicides to control the diseases, and uh, so that basically makes it easier for disease to develop resistance. So far, there are a few different cases of fungicide resistance across the nation. Basically, we've got uh, an important case of fungicide resistance in Western Australia with regards to uh, net tiny blotch and spot tiny blotch in the south of Western Australia. We've got widespread barley powdery mildew resistance, and this is in both cases the blotches and powdery mildew is, uh, is resistance to DMI fungicides, right? Uh, we've got also barley powdery mildew resistance in New South Wales, Victoria. Tasmania, in, uh, and actually you can even find it in places where barley mildew, barley barley mildew is not a big issue, like for example in southern Queensland. And while we talk of uh, fungicide resistance, uh, should we also keep in mind fungicide sensitivity? Yeah, of course, um, and that's actually a very good point. Not every case of resistance is a field failure, as we understand it. Um, the cases that I've been uh, talking about just now, these are field failure cases, right? Uh, for Cetroy to decide, probably we are on the, on the verge of actually uh, calling it a field failure. But for the other cases, so the blotches and wheat powdery mildew, barley powdery mildew, there is a real field failure. So the compound is not able to control anymore. Now, there are other cases where actually, um, and this is something that we have agreed across Australia, we have agreed to call them uh, reduced sensitive cases. So in these cases, we are walking towards fungicide resistance, right? But we don't have that resistance field failure yet, all right? So there is a decrease in the effectivity of the compounds, and, and this is something that should work as a warning system for us. Whenever we see this loss of uh, effectivity, so this uh, loss of sensitivity towards the chemical, so we should actually, you know, just take action. In part of your research work and, and sort of assessing this sensitivity or actual resistance, you have to take samples. So how many samples would you say have been taken? We will receive samples from the industry. We will receive samples from, from collaborators, researchers. Uh, Grower groups are actually quite active at sending samples. And obviously we go like this, these two days, we go out in the field and we collect samples ourselves. In an average year, we will be processing more than a thousand samples. Um, there are different ways that actually we run this, this, this analysis in the, in the lab. And, and this actually has been, you know, the evolution of this analysis has been helping us with coping with these volume of samples. Um, the more we go into the molecular detection of the resistance, uh, the less we have to, the less time we have to spend in the lab, the more samples we can process. 
So um, we are getting a bit better at uh, processing all this, all this information. And uh, something that is actually quite important for us is, is to be able to provide feedback to those that provide us uh, samples. Because at the end of the day, this is, this is the whole point of the story. It's just trying to help the industry to make better decisions, right? To actually you know, be able to deploy the right chemical in the, at the right spot in those cases where there is fungus resistance reported. Let's come back to why fungicide applications can fail. What are, what are some of the reasons? Well, obviously, um, there, there are several reasons, uh, not always due to fungicide resistance. Uh, we can have actually, you know, just a uh, wrong application, right? We spray it at the wrong timing. Sometimes, you know, it's not the case for, for, for this type of crops that we've got here today, but the chemicals that are registered, you know, sometimes are not systemic, and if it rains, you know, they get washed off. So, uh, there are different things that actually could be affecting uh, the effectivity of the chemical. I would say, you know, sometimes we try to target the disease and this is not the right compound for that disease in particular, or we try to target a bunch of diseases, you know, some diseases are more uh, reactive to, to a particular fungus and some others are not. Is it the case that fungicides can't be relied on alone? We have to look at a wider management practice than just the use of fungicides? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, disease management strategies are paramount. So fungicides are just one of the components of the disease management strategy. We have to combine as many tools as possible. Genetic resistance, so using varieties with high levels of resistance uh, to the different diseases. Sometimes that's actually quite difficult to achieve, but trying to achieve that is, is paramount. Uh, good rotations of our crops, so having actually decent rotations where we've got uh, different crops built as part of this strategy. Uh, that's going to create a very dynamic environment and the disease is going to have it very hard in order to adapt to this changing environment. Obviously, uh, there are other things that we, we can do within the chemical management itself, right? So, uh, using the chemicals in a very strategic way. So we use, obviously, the same chemical season after season. We are just basically asking for, for troubles here. So we need to use different strategies here. We need to rotate the chemicals within the different mode of actions that we've got available. We have to alternate the different mode of actions. We have to mix the different mode of actions together. We have to create, as I was saying before, a very dynamic environment from the chemical point of view. And also the significance of managing uh, those areas where fungus might um, carry over from season to season. So the green bridge, that's, that's just as important? Well, that's actually very important. And I wanted to, I wanted to say actually um, that this season, um, with lots of growers cutting for hay, um, it is paramount to take into account that in areas where resistance has been found and in high levels, we are cutting for hay and this hay is, is, is basically uh, travelling to other places, right? Um, we are creating artificial freeways for resistance, right? So this resistance actually could be spreading across the country just because we are moving all this material around. What should growers do if they suspect that um, they have fungicides that are not effective. Well, we are we are actually quite happy to help uh, and, uh, with this. And um, if if somebody, you know, not only a grower but uh, somebody from the industry or another researcher is suspecting of a particular paddock with a with a problem with, a, with disease control, they can contact us. So once the sample comes in, uh, we will process it as fast as we can, and we will provide some feedback to the to the sender. 
At the end of the day, we just want to be able to make sure that the sender has some information back and can use this information for improving uh, the management strategies. I guess as a final point, what do growers have to do? Um, what's the call to action, if you like, um, to try and stay ahead of uh, resistance as far as fungicides are concerned? Well, I guess that the easiest thing that we can do is just pay attention to the chemicals we're using. Um, there is something paramount here and it's knowing what is it that I've got in the paddock. Do I have resistance? Yes. What type of resistance is this? Once I found out the type of resistance, I can choose better the chemical that I, that I can use or that I should be using. At the end of the day, we've got the tools, we've got the technology, and the most important for me, uh, in my view, is that we've got the wheel. So the industry here is, is quite dynamic, it adapts very quickly, and they are very good with adoption. So and this, this, that's why I really think I'm really positive about the future. Fran Lopez-Ruez, Fungicide Resistance Group Leader at the Centre for Crop and Disease Management in Perth. If growers suspect that they have fungicide resistance in their paddocks, they're encouraged to email the CCDM's Fungicide Resistance Group at frg at curtain.edu.au. I'm Tony Crowley and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. <laughs>